Have you ever noticed how common it is for religions and mythologies to have big scary monsters lurking around their land of the dead? Sometimes the big scary monsters are good boys like Hades dog Cerberus who only devours potential escapees or Norse mythology's Garn who the poetic Edda literally describes as the goodest of all boys. But not all cultures gave their hellhounds such charming qualities or even made them hounds. The Egyptians, for example, didn't go with the good dog approach. Instead, the chthonic creature that impatiently waited to use their souls as chew toys was Amit, the goddess of divine retribution. With the head of a crocodile, the forebody of a lion, and hind legs of a hippopotamus, her physical form represented the three most dangerous animals that were known to Egyptian society and the biggest predators of humans. Now, while Amit may have been a combination of the three monsters that Egyptians were most likely to be killed, and eaten by, she did share one very important quality with furry friends around the world. She loved a good treat, and the role that she played in the afterlife meant that she got a lot of them, at least for a while. You see, the Egyptians had some very specific beliefs when it came to their afterlife. Those beliefs did change and evolve over the course of the kingdom's nearly 3,000 year existence, but as soon as the underworld was opened up to people other than pharaohs, they created a strict process to make sure it didn't get overcrowded. In order for your soul to leave the mortal plane and be welcomed over to the duat, which is what they called the underworld, you had to pass through the Hall of Truth and allow your heart to be judged. You see, the Egyptians believed that the heart not the brain, was the source of human wisdom, emotions, memory, the soul, and the personality. And so its quality was weighed against the feather of justice, which came from Matt, the goddess of truth. Most of the time, the god doing the weighing was Anubis, the guardian of the scales and guide of the dead. But depending on the individual who was buried, they may have run into a number of other gods. One being's presence was always guaranteed, though. Amit, who impatiently waited for the results of the judgment. The individual passing the test was the worst case scenario for Amit. That meant their heart would be returned to them and they would go on to meet up with King Osiris and enjoy a blissful existence in the field of reeds. No, Amit wanted them to fail because when they failed, she got to eat their heart which was apparently delicious. As you might expect though, the Egyptians wanted to avoid this fate at all costs because it sent their soul down a number of different paths and none of them were fun. Depending on the dynasty you lived during, you might've believed that Amit eating your heart meant the complete destruction of your soul and sent your consciousness into a state of non-being, which sounds so horrible my brain can't even comprehend it. Another possibility is that your soul would be restless forever which also sounds like it'd be pretty shitty. But I think the worst one might be the classic Lake of Fire, a location found in many a mythos where one's soul is abandoned and burned for eternity. What makes the Egyptian lake more unique though is that it was guarded by baboons, baboons that would rip your face off if you didn't know the magic words. So after hearing that, I wouldn't blame you at all for wanting to know what exactly is required to pass this fabled test just in case the Egyptians were right and your heart's at risk of being devoured by a crocopotamus. Well, it's actually not that difficult. You just gotta follow some instructions, which can also be said of our sponsor, HelloFresh. You've probably heard of HelloFresh before. They send farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and delicious seasonal recipes directly to your doorstep. I finally decided to give them a try this new year because I've been looking for ways to optimize my life and I knew that cutting down the cost and time commitment of dinner would be huge. But dinner is also a very important meal. It's an opportunity to take in vital nutrients and spend time with your loved ones. So that's where HelloFresh saved the day. In 
instead of resorting to expensive takeout or cheap, greasy fast food, I get to choose from 35 weekly recipes that are tailored to my goals. And what's really cool is they let you swap out certain sides and proteins. HelloFresh is also an excellent way to try new foods and recipes. So far, my favorite is still the firecracker meatballs, but I recently fell in love with their unfried chicken and am making a point to include that in all my weekly orders going forward. With HelloFresh, you're saving time spent at the grocery store, time spent having a discussion about what to have for dinner, and the ingredients travel from the farm to your home in less than seven days, so you know they're fresh. So to those who want to have a healthier, more affordable, and less stressful dinnertime experience, go to HelloFresh.com Solo60 and use code Solo60 for 60% off plus free shipping. That's code Solo60 for 60% off and free shipping. Now, contrary to popular belief, it was not required for an individual to have lived a perfectly honorable and pious life for the scales of justice to give them a pass. I just finished watching Marvel's Moon Knight and spoiler alert, They made it seem like committing evil at any point in your life meant that you were unbalanced, but in reality, the Egyptian afterlife was the metaphysical equivalent of C's get degrees. You didn't have to be amazing to get in the field of reeds, you just had to be medium or better, and there were even some cheat codes you could use so the scales looked at you more favorably. For example, while your heart was being weighed, you were expected to give a negative confession where you listed off all the evil things you didn't do with your life or you would deny accusations of evil coming from the 42 gods watching over your ceremony. It depended on the time period. The catch was that your heart had the ability to make confessions of its own, and it was very possible it could betray you. So to stop that from happening, an amulet or engraved stone known as a heart scarab would have been placed inside your coffin. The heart scarab was a measly homework pass in comparison to the Book of the Dead, though. Being buried with that thing was like being given a get-out-of-jail-free card. I'm all about the analogies today. The Book of the Dead was a collection of texts that contained a number of magic spells that were intended to aid the dead person's journey through the underworld, basically a duet survival guide. There was no definitive version of it, but our best preserved copy is no doubt the Papyrus of Ani, which shows a number of scenes from the afterlife. There's the heart weighing ceremony, Ani and his wife coming across Osiris's many gates and portals on their way to the Field of Reeds, and an example of what life was like after reaching the Field of Reeds. Looks like a lot of the same old thing. You could see Ani tending to his fields, guiding his animals, and worshiping the gods just like he would have done here on the mortal plane. Now I can tell you who wasn't a fan of these cheat codes, Amit. For every Book of the Dead someone was buried with, that was one less delicious heart for her to snack on. And you can bet that every person who died wanted every preventative measure that could be taken to avoid that fate to be taken. In a way, Amit's existence, along with the other trials of the afterlife, emphasizes the importance of proper burial customs. If someone that you cared about had died and you wanted their soul to rest easy, then you better take the time to bury them right and give them what they'll need for their journey. It's actually because of these loopholes and workarounds that some legends described Amit as never satisfied and always hungry, which in my opinion would have been awesome for them to work into her motivations in Moon Knight. Marvel has really been leaning into giving their antagonists ways to rationalize their obviously evil plans 
in an Amit's case, she didn't want to wait until people had died to punish them. She could judge their entire lives before they had even happened and wanted to devour anyone capable of evil, regardless of their age and the fact that there was a chance they could choose to not be evil. Just like Thanos, she was trying to build a better world, but I think it would have been fun if she had a more selfish and mythologically accurate incentive. The real Amit did not give a shit about improving our world. She liked delicious snacks and punishing the unworthy. Disney still could have made her too impatient to wait for people to die anymore, but they also could have added frustration over the dead using cheat codes like the ones we talked about earlier to avoid true judgment. Ethan Hawke still could have been motivated by his psychotic interpretation of her, but I think it would have been pretty great if they pulled the rug from under us and they said, nah, she just likes eating people, and then showed her going Godzilla mode. But what about you, mere mortals? Were you happy with how Moon Knight represented the Egyptian mythos, or would you rather them have taken it in a different direction? Also, what do you think about the goddess of the hour? I'm personally impressed at how many unique female deities Egyptian mythology has already given us, but be sure to share your thoughts with us on the Messed Up Origins Twitter and Instagram pages. Then sacrifice those five star and follow buttons to the algorithm gods to get more mythology sent to your device every week. Also, be sure to follow the Messed Up Origins podcast on your favorite podcast platforms because YouTube is going to die off one day. And then what? I'll never see you again? Fuck that. Better follow me. I'll speak with you all again next week with one of our most requested episodes ever where I unpack the origins of the infamous werewolf. Until then, my name is John Solo, and don't forget, John shot first.